Hello, and welcome to Stories of Strangeness, your guide to the worldwide weird. I'm Mike. And I'm Zoe. And that's us. Thanks for listening. Good night. No, okay, we'll probably do a bit more than that. (laughs) I should hope so. Yeah. So this first episode, what are we doing? We are introducing ourselves. We are introducing our podcast and letting you know a little bit about what you should expect in the coming weeks. Yep. So what are people supposed to expect in the coming weeks? Stories of strangeness. <laughs> but what, what does that mean? Uh, well, it's anything paranormal. Yep. Anything, so ghosts. Yep. Cryptids. Yep. Just, you know, things that go bump in the night, things Check. that can't be explained. Yep. So anything kind of unexplained, paranormal, weird, unusual, etc., etc. Et yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so how did you, Zoe get into weirdness? I will say that I didn't get into weirdness, that I've always been weird. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I was, you know, I've, I've not from the get-go. that long. <laughs> You've met my parents. I've met you. They explain quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and it is their fault because essentially it was a book. Right. A big book called Folklore, Myths and Legends of Britain right. by Reader's Digest. Yeah. Big old brick of a book, um, lots of stories from all across the aisle. Yeah. Um, lots of lovely grisly pictures too. Right. Very inappropriate for a small child. I was looking at the pictures before I could read and yeah. then reading the stories when I could. Right. Um, I had favourite stories that I would read over and over and over again. Suddenly so much makes sense. Yeah. Um, and they did have a lot of books on the unexplained um arthur c clark which i think was another staple yeah um yeah we had both of those that well i think there's more than two love no we had the folklore myths and legends oh, of britain okay. and the arthur c clark one right yeah um just there was just so many weird stories in there and i was just intrigued the it one was, with the crystal skull on the front wasn't yeah, it the arthur c clark one yeah that, i mean i think mysterious it was almost a law something. in the 80s that you had to have those in your house i think they were both reader's digest things i think yeah. reader's digest just went here have a load of weird books and my parents and your parents went yeah all right then it was like we just need a generation of really weird people here you go and gen x was born <laughs> Woo! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um mine was fairly similar i had uh, both of those books and another book which I can't remember the title of it um and it was it was a hardback it was about big well bigger than a four size and that had a lot it was like mysterious so a coffee world table or, book yeah mysterious world mysterious universe something like that and I I had that for years and years and years and I read like stories in it over and over and over yeah so things like spontaneous human combustion yeah. which i know is a, a an interest favorite. of yours yeah uh aliens crop circles uh cryptids bigfoot obviously uh all the beasties isn't wendigos it? whatever else skinwalkers stop stealing my stuff dude well we'll get to that so shall we explain what the show's format's going to be first? So yeah, the epi- episode's going forward. Yeah. One of us will present yep. a um, researched piece to the other and then we shall discuss. Discuss. Yes. At your leisure. Indeed. Fantastic. Or yours. Yes. Uh, so what is your first topic going to be? Just to tantalise our listeners a little bit. Well, my first subject is something very close to my heart because it's yeah. a local beastie. Yeah. Um, I was born in the Fens, yeah. raised in the Fens. Web knees. And then, no, toes, love. Okay. Uh, and then ran away from the Fens 
but it has since drawn me and mine now back. Yeah, um, here so, I am too. Yeah, so back to the actual point. My first subject is Black Shook. Cool. Also known as Old Shook, just Shook, Old Shock, um, who is, of course, the, the demon dog of East Anglia. Um, yep. Sometimes seen further afield, but mostly sticks to the sort of Norfolk, Suffolk, Cambridgeshire, sometimes Essex region. Yeah. Um, he can appear in a flash of lightning. Yeah. Or he can creep up on you because sometimes his paws make no sound. It depends where you come from. So there's quite a lot of conflicting stories about him, depending on where you're from. Yeah. Uh, some places say that he is a portent for death, um, that you or your one of your family may die in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, in other regions, he will actually aid lost travellers and guard people. Um, so he's a bit capricious, basically. I don't know what that means, but I'll say yes, because you probably <laughs> do. Um, and you're generally right. <laughs> Mostly. Um, you heard it here. That's on record. That's on record. <laughs> I said mostly. Yeah, all right. One feature that is quite obvious is a, a flaming eye. One. Just the one. Just a cyclops. One. Yeah. In some stories. Don't so go overboard. I'm going to look at the, the regional differences of, of Black Shook and pick out some of my favourite stories cool. about him. Because he was a firm favourite uh, of mine and my sister's growing up. Because, yeah. as I said, we did live out in the middle of nowhere in a place called Redmere out in the fens, and many a story was told as we walked the lonely country roads of this this demon dog, but he, he never showed up. We we called him and called him, but he obviously... Never, he obviously didn't respond to his name or something. No, he, he was Maybe just too scared. Maybe he's called Tiddles or something, no, or Tinkles. No, he just didn't have the guts to take on <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Two young girls on a farm track in the middle of nowhere and the black shirt was like, nah, man, they look, no. they look tasty. <laughs> but, but I'm but not like, going there. <laughs> but like in, in the kind of, they can handle themselves tasty. Yeah, uh, I'll go with that. All I'm, right. I'm sure my sister will agree. Okay. So yeah, that's my first story. So what's your first story going to be? I don't know. Story, not story. No, yeah. It's stories of strangeness. So it's a story. I suppose yeah, it has to be. Doesn't it? Okay. What's your first story going to be? My first story is going to be about Nikola Tesla. He's electric. He is electric. Woo. Yeah, he's the original electric guy. Um, Tesla is somebody I've been fascinated for, uh, fascinated by for years. He invented so many things that basically make our modern world possible. Mostly computery type things as well, which is... No, well, no, not well, really. Tech. No. He's, it's very it's, tech, it's isn't it? more electrical stuff, really. So he invented, for example, AC current. So AC current is the, the type of electricity we use in the house mm -hmm. that everybody uses every day. Um, it was way more safe than DC, which was Thomas Edison's version. And you, he was able to transmit electricity over further distances using thinner wires Edison's okay. version would have had a, a power plant every square mile, things like that. That would be um, a little cluttered, for want of a yeah. better word. Imagine it? that, a, a power plant every every square mile. Can you imagine in London? A city. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? It would be nuts. It would be um, madness. But yeah, he also invented things like the modern electric motor, hydroelectric power. He was advocating hydroelectric wind turbines and things like that way before it became cool to to uh, conserve energy so um 
what makes him strange? What makes him strange are some of the things about him were very strange. He basically suffered with OCD. Right. He would have, if he was alive these days, he yeah. would have been uh, and I suppose diagnosed back then, with OCD. Like he never understood. shook people's hands. He often wore gloves. Um, he was celibate for his entire 86 year life because he didn't like germs and didn't like touching people and things wow. like that. That's a lot of pent up energy. Yeah. He was powering his own Powering his coil. own energy. Yeah. Powering, oh, powering his own coil. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, he, he I also. I mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Tell it to the listeners. But yeah, he invented lots and lots of things that were way ahead of his time. But also he invented things like an earthquake machine. What, that could actually make an earthquake happen? It nearly destroyed the entire neighbourhood in New York when he turned it on and he had to beat it to death with a I stick, basically. I think I might have heard about that, yeah. possibly. I'll go into but, that yeah. In, yeah. in more detail in the actual episode. Cool. Uh, he also invented what is normally called a death ray, which he would have disagreed with. He would have said that it's not a ray. His is uh, rays basically can't maintain power over distance, so they drop off very quickly. What? So you can't droopy. fire a no, not droopy. They just dissipate. The energy dissipates. Okay, disappear. Okay. Right, so right, if right. you were to shoot somebody five hundred yards away, you it wouldn't be able out. to harm them. Basically, yeah. yeah. His was a, a focused beam of particles that he called teleforce, and. Um, he also envisaged... I think I used to watch that on a Sunday morning. It was pretty good, yeah. It was straight after Street Hawk and Knight Rider. Yeah. yeah. Teleforza. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he invented that, which was an odd one. There were loads of other bits and pieces that make him slightly spooky and slightly odd and things yeah. like that. Okay, cool. But one of the main things was when he died, and sadly he died penniless in a hotel room in New York, but when he died the US government's Office of Alien Property confiscated almost all of his work. Wow. So yeah. there was obviously something he was doing right, right or wrong, or, depending yeah. on how you look at it. It could have, been, could have been partly to do with Teleforce because he also envisaged a system where Teleforce would essentially envelope a, com- a country and any plane flying into it would just explode. <gasps> any soldiers trying to get in would die. Oh, my God. And it was kind of like this weird electromagnetic... Under the dome. ...death beam ray. Yeah. Wow, that's I don't like know. proper evil genius stuff. Yeah. Well, he he saw it as a way for as a country protection. to... Yeah, it was, yeah. was defence, obviously. It was always defence. Always the way, isn't it? Everything yeah. that is made with good intent. But there were... He did... He was very aware that his inventions could be used for nefarious purposes and some things he kind of kept secret and didn't uh didn't show off to I the wonder world. what died with him then yeah well a it's lot apparently madness a lot and that's that's basically why I'm going to be covering Tesla in awesome. my first episode sounds really interesting yeah uh what's your next one going to be so my next one is and bear with me on this mm-hmm. Mothman and Friends which was on straight after Teleforce it I Believe it was, yes, and before Spider Man. Before Spider Man, yeah, yeah. It, it went Knight Rider, Street Hawk, Teleforce, Mothman and Friends, Spider Man and Friends. His and amazing then, friends. Oh, and his amazing friends. Sorry, right, yeah. Don't downplay the friends. No, they were awesome. Firestar was like yeah. my hero. Firestar was cool, um, but if you'll pardon the pun, Iceman was a bit of a drip. <laughs> he was standing too close oh, to Firestar. I can't believe I did that. Okay. No. Anyway, so. Mothman and Friends. Yeah. So 
I'm going to just assume that most people have seen the 2002 movie with Richard Gere, The Mothman Prophecies. If not, you've got about two more episodes before we do Mothman and Friends, so get watching. Yep. Um, But it is not because I have an unhealthy obsession with Richard Gere. It really Uh, isn't. It isn't, not at all. Um, After I'd seen the movie, which I did enjoy, um, I then tried to read the book. Yeah. That was not great, so I stopped because it just... The, the, the book is very work. different to the to the film. Yeah, it's, it's it, more the book is more a list of it's like a journalist's list of, of terrible, UFO sightings, terrible information. Um, yeah. So yeah, I stopped there, and, and I, I was always, I was intrigued by the character. Um, yeah, which actually in the movie they insinuate is Indrid Cold. Yeah, kind of. They don't say it. But no, it's just. They kind of link the two they, very heavily. That, that, he's not. He's no, nothing to do Indrid with Mothman. Is, he's a separate entity. completely separate thing. Um, which I might touch upon. You never know. Yeah. Um, but no, my recent obsession with Mothman um, was brought about by Fallout 76, the game on Xbox yeah. and PS4. And um, let's not go into the game because it wasn't as exciting as we had all hoped. I mean, no. I have given it another go since, but... I I, um, I quit out. I was a huge Fallout 3 fan. Um, I didn't play as much Fallout 4. I haven't played very much Fallout 4 at all, actually. But 76, I got about five, ten minutes in, and I knew it wasn't for yeah, me. Yeah, it's not a, a single-player game. Obviously, it's not. But um, No, but anyway. it wasn't an MMO either. Anyway, we could do an entire podcast about Fallout and how disappointed we are with 76, let's be honest. We could. So, yes, my more recent obsession was bought on by Fallout 76. Right. So when I started playing the game, I was really impressed by the amount of research they'd done into Appalachian folklore. Right. They included Mothman, who I'm going to speak more about, the Wendigo or Wendigo, depending on how you pronounce it, and the Flatwood Monster, who in the game looks like a giant tooth. So I was kind of intrigued by him. That's terrifying to me. It really is. A giant Um, tooth. Well, like a molar. I don't know. It's just yeah. a really big lump. And I think... I think I, that's actually worse if it's a molar I knew a little somehow. bit about him, but not. So I really want to look into him as well, because they right. do really seem to have done their research. We're sure it's a him. I assume it's a him. Are, I, you, are you assuming the Flatwoods monster's gender? Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to assume that we most of... We don't normally assume genders, let's just be honest. Well, the, the Wendigo are generally going to be guys, because they... Are apparently came about when miners were trapped underground and turned to cannibalism. They then... As you do. I mean, you know... Get hungry, nibble on a guy's leg. It's been 10 minutes. I'm going to chew this guy's knee off. Exactly. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, they they take on their powers. They gain sort of superhuman strength and speed and the ability to mimic. They can sound like a a child lost in the woods. So the unassuming walker having a lovely walk in the wilderness goes, oh my goodness, let's go help that kid. Yeah. And um, meet a grizzly end. pounced on by a Wendigo. Yes. But yes. It kind of sounds like an American chain of restaurants though, don't you think? Come to Wendigo's, Mm. get a burger, get a taco, get eaten mercilessly. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to go there. No. To be honest. I might avoid it actually. It (laughs) sounds a a bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, my main man, Mothman, um, main man, Mothman. Yeah. Wow, in, I'm amazed uh, I managed to say that. I said it first. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, 
So in, in the game, I have spent many an hour roaming the hillside around Point Pleasant looking for him, and yeah. I have not spotted him, no. which has actually fueled my obsession even more. <laughs> it's angered me so much, um, even more so that uh, two of the guys that I've previously played with, literally, they just walked into the hillside and went, oh, yeah, look, there's Mothman. Yeah. Literally straight away, both yeah. of them separately, I might yeah. add. Um, and I... I'm yet to spot you, him. You were so mad that your eyes glowed red and you got mistaken for Mothman. Indeed. Um, but in, in the game, he is depicted, and I'm going to call him him again because he's called Mothman, not yeah. Mothwoman. Okay. Um, he is depicted as a giant moth, which actually, when you get closer, looks almost owl-like, which I don't know if is a nod towards people just um, assuming that actually people had seen a giant owl instead of a cryptid. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a bit more research into that as well because there's there's many sightings and actually most of them are fairly similar. Okay. Um. So that's that's my uh, my second topic, which I'm quite excited about because I do love a good creepy cryptid. Okay. So what about you? What's number two? Number two for me is remote viewing. So that's like looking through a toilet roll at people. It's very similar. Yeah. Only there are no toilet rolls and it's done psychically. Psychic toilet rolls. Yes. No, or not no. psychic toilet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> psychic toilet rolls. Okay, but there's, anyway. There's one for the merch. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this guy called Russell Targ, who mm-hmm. was a physicist who helped pioneer the laser, yep. got involved. Uh, he was at the Stanford Research Institute and he got involved with um, psychics and is it like on Ghostbusters where they're doing the card thing? It's yeah. Well, part of it is similar to that. Yeah. Those those cards the are, are the kind of gen- yeah. I don't think they use the shocks so okay. much. Well, I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe. No, but basically, what happened was the there was an experiment done in psychic abilities, mm-hmm. and the psychic actually revealed classified information <gasps> about an NSA site. Oh my goodness. That they couldn't know. <laughs> so generally what they do is they give a set of coordinates. Yeah. And they say, okay, draw what you see at that site. Well they shouldn't have given them a set of coordinates that was a secret site. Well I think they? it was a random set of coordinates that oh. was supposed to be Was that a coincidence? Well I don't know. I don't I can't remember if I'm honest. Interesting. I need to watch the documentary again so that I'm prepared. <laughs> but I will be for the actual episode. Right. But basically, he got involved with that. And yeah. Russell Targ asserts that the evidence for extrasensory perception is overwhelming. Yeah. So this stuff is real as far as this world-renowned physicist is concerned. So science says it's true. Yeah, basically. And he okay. changed my mind on it. I didn't believe in ESP and psychic phenomena, partly due to kind of following the career of people like James Randi, who originally was a, a stage magician and a performer. Yeah. And he got into debunking psychic oh, claims yes. and things yeah, like we that. Yeah, we were talking so he, about that the other day, weren't we? He debunked a lot of psychic claims. He actually put up a reward, which I can't remember what it started out at, but it ended up as a million dollars for yeah. anybody that could prove psychic ability in front of him in lab conditions. But it was real and, and nobody, nobody managed it. Nobody claimed the money. Wow. But I was all kind of like, yeah, it's not true. It's just people being charlatans and fakes and whatever. Yeah. But Russell Targ has changed my mind. This wow. guy is very forthright, very down to earth, and and he and that is takes like, a lot. this stuff is real. <laughs> they they claim that it was about about eighty five percent hit rate they had, like, and they show stuff on the documentary where they show the drawings that people have done, and then a photograph of the actual site, and it is spooky how similar a lot of them are. That's like madness. to the point where. 
there was an L-shaped building for one of them and somebody drew an L-shaped building with the same rows of windows along the side and things like that. So stuff that's like, that's too much of a coincidence yeah, to just be guesswork. Absolutely. And yeah. interestingly, Russell Targ has his own website. Yeah. And he's put out an app, a psychic training app. So you can download oh, this app this on your phone. Oh, was this the one you showed me the other day? Yeah, so oh, this is the one where was... there's four squares on the screen and you've yeah. got to pick the right square that has a picture behind it. Can and you do it? Did you do I it? Got, I got seven out of, 20. I think it's about 23, 24, I think. And that basically, six is like, it's a good start. Yeah. Seven, it said some ESP ability present. But apparently if you... So you've you, got one in four chance of getting it, Yeah, you? exactly. So... so yeah. If there are any statisticians out there that can figure out, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, if you're getting apparently more than 12 regularly, call him. Wow. Yeah. I'm totally doing that. Yeah. Go for it. It's interesting. (laughs) So what's your third one going to be? So my third subject is going to be spontaneous human combustion, which we've mentioned already. Yeah. Something I was quite obsessed with as a child to the point where I stopped sitting too close to the television because my parents told me (laughs) that people who burst into flames were commonly sitting quite close to their television sets. Right. Um, And this is the back back in the day of cathode ray sets that actually did give out some form of radiation. I'm sure there were like pictures, like silhouettes on the wall of of us all. Um, (laughs) Not quite that bad, but no, I did. I was the designated channel hopper. So um, it made sense for me to be a little bit closer so I could jump up and turn the dial to change the one of four channels that we had. That's how old we are, folks. Um, Yes. Four channels. A dial. Dials on the telly. Yeah. Not not even buttons, dials. Dials and, oh, that was, yeah, all those little scratched marks. Anyway, so in 1995, a book came out called Ablaze. Yeah. I think it kind of set everybody off. For what? Yeah, not that's not good, how it, good phrasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it, it just it was in the forefront of the kind of paranormal kind of yeah community. It was it was it in was, the forefront of the mindset of exactly. Of the kind of, yeah. So everyone was a little bit interested in it. So if, yeah. if you picked up a magazine with anything paranormal in, it was bound to be in there. Yeah, and I know that we had several books that included it. I don't yeah. think we actually got a blaze though. No, um, I've I've never read a blaze. It was in the in in the book that I can't remember that yeah, got me into it all because I remember the unknown. The, I remember the the photo of the old lady's legs sitting next yeah. to the bath with the burnt out floor, but then her walkers like hardly damaged and yeah, because that's the weird thing about SHC, isn't it? It's the it's the fact it's, that it burns so hot it can melt people. Yeah, to to but to it doesn't just damage ash, the room. Which you know, ask any cremationist or funeral <laughs> director, as I think they prefer to be known. <laughs> They have since kind of looked into it and they do think that rather than it being something paranormal, there, sh- there may be outside influences, but it's still very interesting, this uh, wick effect. Yeah. And that basically is the clothing acting as the wick and the essentially the fat of the body acting as the wax and it all very yeah. much burning inward and it burns very, very hot, very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, very intensely and and yet yeah, you often find that literally the only parts that are left are the extremities often yeah. legs sometimes hands sometimes head but even the head i guess being at the top and flames yeah, yeah, yeah. going upwards yeah, will sense. um will be completely uh, consumed by the fire it. yeah it's it's a bit of a weird one because 
I was completely convinced by it. Mm. But the few little bits of research I've done, I'm now finding that actually it's not so common anymore. Yeah. At one point, um, it was averaging two every three years, which, right. yeah, not a huge amount considering how many people there are in the world, but it's still enough to take notice. Yeah. But looking at the cases, they're predominantly old people living alone. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at the time where people were using open fires, lamps, candles. Smoking in bed. Yeah. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. So, And, and since the invention of, of central heating... I don't. I don't think there's been as many cases. Yeah. Um, there have central been central heating has killed spontaneous, spontaneous human, human combustion. combustion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the most recent one I found in my research was 2010. But it was uh, a little old man in Wales, right. and yes, he right. was found near an open fire. Right. But they never really state if the fires were lit or had been lit recently. It just says open fire present. So that's yeah. something else I want to look into. And I guess you naturally assume that that's the case, but it might not be. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the scientists seem to think that in the original investigations, things like fireplaces and lamps yeah. weren't taken into account because if they'd gone out by the time people got there, they just didn't, they didn't assume, assume they were they'd they were been on. Anyway. And it's yeah, yeah, I mean, even then, you can you can generally tell when a fire's been smouldering or not. But well, yeah, but if you're not, fire. if the body's across the room. You're not going to go over to the fire and go, well, the fire's still warm. Plus, I mean, not being funny, but like fire retardant materials weren't a thing back then oh, either. Oh, goodness, no. So clothing, like you were saying, clothing, most clothing these days is fire retardant in some way. Um, but back then, all it took was a stray spark. I mean, there were. I remember adverts on TV saying don't smoke in bed and things like yeah. that. So yes, that's my third subject. Yeah. Uh, so what about you? What's your third so for my third one, I'm going to do Skinwalker Ranch. Hold on. Yeah. Did you hear it? I did. That little whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Some One of our listeners is is quite keen for us to, a friend of ours is quite keen for us to do Skinwalker Ranch. So I'm going to be covering Skinwalker Ranch. It's got something for everyone. It really has, hasn't it? Yeah. There's UFO sightings. There's floating orbs. There are uh, giant wolves that don't die when you shoot them. Not werewolfy. It was definitely more like a dire wolf. So it was actual proper wolf, but like huge, um, that actually went up to the the members of the family that used to own the ranch and let them pet it and stroke it and touch it and all the rest of it. And it was only when it decided to try and basically pull one of the calves out of the pen by its head that they started shooting at it. And this thing didn't flinch whenever it was shot to the point where the father got the son to go back into the ranch to get his rifle, yeah, which was a higher caliber, bigger bullet, more damage, yeah. shot it with the rifle, saw a clump of flesh and fur fall off this thing, Ooh. and it still didn't flinch, but just kind of turned around and slowly walked away. Just went, all right then, I get the, pitch. I get the message. They followed it, and eventually the tracks just stopped mid like there was nothing around like wow. it just stops but this yeah skinwalker ranch has um ufo sightings cattle mutilations giant wolves uh, orbs some kind of trickster oh yeah like some trickster. kind of yeah so basically the the because there had been a huge scientific study it is the most studied paranormal event in human history wow skinwalker ranch 
Um, that might have to be like maybe two episodes or an extra long episode. Oh, then. who knows? Who knows? I could ramble on for hours, which yes, unfortunately for all you guys, you'll have to put up with. <laughs> no, you don't. You can just stop, I guess, can't you? Um, you can turn him off. Yeah, she you can't. can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there were the, the scientists were convinced that there was some kind of consciousness that they were interacting with. Wow, some kind of entity that had a very kind of tricksterish. And and again, you go back to a lot of like Native American folklore and things like that. There were a lot of tricksters. Uh, well, they've trickster got a lot of a law like in that. the area, haven't they? There's well, the, it's, it's, I mean, it's, the, the, the Skinwalker is a, is yeah, a Native American thing. It is essentially their story. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, there is literally something for everyone in the Skinwalker Ranch Brilliant. story. It's, it's amazing. It's I look really forward cool. to that. Yeah. So that's going to be our first six episodes, which might comprise the entirety of the first season. We'll we see. might do more. We'll see how, how you know, what sort of feedback we get and that kind of thing. Because we do want feedback if there's any stories that you'd like us to cover. Yep. Um, also, if you've got any stories of your own, we would yeah, love, we'd to, love hear to hear them. them. So yeah, any absolutely. little ghost stories for personal experience or just from where you're from. Yeah. Or something, yeah, something, something that interests your you. area of the world wherever you are speaking of which do you have any weird personal experiences i think my whole life has been a weird personal experience especially the last sort of 10 or so years yeah yeah that it did get significantly weirder <laughs> <laughs> thanks i am a slider Ooh, we've I, got to do an episode on sliders then if I, you're one well we, we are and both I'm, I'm one i i think we both probably. are so anyway a slider is someone who has a little bit too much electricity or they conduct electricity in a little bit of a different way to most people. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm a fully fledged because no. electrical products don't generally like break when I'm close. There are some people who just can't use technology because it just does not work for them. Yeah. But I have given people electric shocks at about two inches and seen the, the, the spark. The spark. Yeah. Um, I have called a lift without touching the button and watch the little spark jump from my finger to the button. And the only person who was with me yeah. was our two-year-old daughter. Well, she's yeah. nine now, but she was two years old at the time in her yeah. buggy. And I just turned to her and said, oh, finally, my superpowers are coming in. And <laughs> Electro. <it, laughs> so, yeah, that happens. Also, electric doors, like automatic doors, sometimes don't work for me. Yeah. And it is a bit of a... Bart Simpson sold his soul to the devil moment. Yep. And also streetlights, which is where the, yeah. the term comes from, go out. They just yeah. go out as I walk along the street and then they'll ping back on again when I'm further down. And I had an instant where I was walking in a, an underground car park yeah. and walking along, the lights were pinging off as I walked to the car. Yeah. And pinging back on Do they again. always go completely out or do they kind of glow? It or? depends on the type of light. Like the street yeah. lights tend to go completely out, but strip lights, they do that thing where they kind of like the power's been cut a little bit and because they kind of fizzle kind backwards of, and forwards. Yeah. And as I go past, they come back on again. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like the wattage has been reduced and yeah. then it comes back. Okay. I do that, which is a whole lot of fun when you're literally just shocking people constantly because it can be anywhere yeah. i gave a, a, a poor lady as i was shopping um a, just an electric shock i wasn't touching her. i just walked past her and she leapt away from me like i'd stabbed her <laughs> and i was like i grabbed my arm and looked at her 
And she looked at me like daggers. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. But I was thinking, it takes two to tango, love. Yeah. You know, you obviously conduct pretty well as well. <laughs> but she was not happy with that. Yeah. But- so, I mean, some people might just go, well, that's just static electricity. That happens to everyone. But with, with us, it happens way too often. All the time on like, things that should not. Like if I open my back door, I generally press the top of my arm to the handle because the plastic of the handle or the metal of the little lock piece, uh, yeah, piece. You're will always getting shocked. Always from that. shock me. Um, I managed to to have a spark jump from my visibly jump from my finger onto the metal of my computer the other day. Lovely. And yeah, so if people say, "Oh well, it's just static," yeah, some of it probably is just static. But it's static, painful. But it's the streetlight thing because I have that happen to me as well. Yeah. I, I remember once, I uh, probably in my early twenties, walking from one pub to another with a group of friends. Yeah. And literally every streetlight we passed went out yeah. as I went underneath it. Yeah. And then came back on after I passed to the point where they were like, "The first we're couple of times, back yeah, the first couple of times they go, ha ha, it's really funny,' and then they and then it's." And I went, oh, this, oh. Is, this is me. This is something that just happens to me. And they were and like, it, whatever. It's not all the time. And I carried on walking and the streetlights went out as I yeah. went under them and back on. Yeah. And they followed behind me and nothing else happened. So it's, it's, it's definitely an odd one. And I think, you know, we are electromagnetic beings. We, we do are. Have we are energy, aren't field, we? So what's to say that some people don't conduct I feel sorry for our daughter. She's probably just going to be like. She is going to be electro. So yeah, that's a, an, another generation of a, a super slider right there waiting yep. to unleash super on the world. Super slider is going to be her name. Yeah, that's, yep. we're going to have a, a suit made up and everything. <laughs> we? Well, all right, you're going to make the suit. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'll design the logo. Okay, that Fine. works. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, that's us. That's a, a little uh, insight into our daily life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's what you can expect in the next few weeks from us. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a group and a page. You can find us at Stories of Strangeness, and you can leave us a message there and tell us what you think. Um, or if you'd like to be uh, featured on the show and send us a story. Yeah, you can do that. If you want to remain anonymous, you can just email us the story and ask us not to use your name. We can do that. And the email is storiesofstrangeness at gmail.com. Yeah, then we can maybe do a, a listener's special yeah. featuring stories from, uh, well, hopefully all over the world. Who knows? Uh, we can also be found on Instagram at Stories of Strangeness. We are on the web at storiesofstrangeness.com where you should be able to find all of our episodes and show notes included. The show notes will include various links and further reading recommendations or further watching recommendations if we've watched a documentary or read a book or whatever for you to follow on with. Maybe some photos too. Yep, we'll include some photos here and there and bits and pieces for your enjoyment. I think we can't finish without saying a couple of thank yous. Yeah, definitely. Because even though this is the, the inaugural first episode. episode, we have already made two sales yep. from our Redbubble account. Yep. Um, but so first of all, I'd like to say thank you to Gavin and Jason for having faith in us that Absolutely. we'd actually do this. Yeah. Because uh, we have to now. Yeah, we're kind of stuck with this now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much. And if... 
anybody else would like to buy any of our merch, they can find us on Redbubble. I think we're under Mike and Zoe, but there will be a link in the show notes for this episode and probably every, every episode after. Yes. So you should be able to find it fairly easily. And we'll update it with new yes. stuff. We will hopefully have new pictures. New and designs. New designs, that's yeah. it. So hopefully we'll have new designs for every episode. If not, tough. tough. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, you know, I want to draw a picture of spontaneous human combustion, to be honest. It's not that difficult, though. You just draw a person on fire. Yeah, I know, but that's not very nice. Yeah, I think that we have said everything we want to say this episode. Yep, so it's just a little intro episode. Uh, next episode is going to be Black Shook by Zoe. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we will speak to you then. And thank you for listening this far. And try not to have nightmares. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Bye. Bye.